Hello, everyone. Merry Christmas. This is the second Sunday of Advent, and we are concentrating on our celebration of Advent this year. Um, but I love Christmas. I love everything about it, except for the stuff that stresses me out. Uh, I don't know if you get stressed out by some of the things. There's a lot of busyness and things like that that I, I don't like that part of it, but I sure do like Christmas. And it's a wonderful feeling. It's a wonderful sense. It's uh, the way people treat each other better during Christmas time. And, and, you know, unfortunately, Christmas has become way too commercialized. I don't know if you feel that in your life. Um, so this year, I have decided to concentrate and focus on Advent. The word Advent is derived from the Latin word Adventus, which means coming. Early Christians tied Advent uh, to the coming of Christ. But the coming that they were talking about, that they had in mind, was not Christ's first coming in that manger in Bethlehem. What they had in mind was his second coming in the clouds as he came to judge the world. So, church, during Advent, we look back and we look at Christ's first coming in celebrating Christmas, while at the same time, we look forward in anticipation of his second coming, the establishment of his kingdom as he returns for his people. Today we find that his advent means peace. Christmas celebrates the coming of Jesus, the Prince of Peace. The second coming, the second advent, will also bring peace. And this time, it'll be good. It'll go on forever. So, advent. Christ came and is coming again. We're going to take a look at our text today, 2 Peter 3, 8-15. through 15. But you must not forget this one thing, dear friends. A day is like a thousand years to the Lord, and a thousand years is like a day. The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, his promise to come again, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but he wants everyone to repent. But the day of the Lord will come as unexpectedly as a thief. Then the heavens will pass away with a terrible noise, and the very elements themselves will disappear in fire. And the earth and everything on it will be found to deserve judgment. I, I want to remind you of something. On December 2nd, 1942, this scripture suddenly had a new meaning for many who read their Bible and understood what, what, what this prophetic meaning was. You, you who are watching this will see a photo here of a cold winter day at the University of Chicago at Stagg Field. Uh, there were some men there who were responsible for this huge event that took place. Uh, Robert Oppenheimer, Enrico Fermi, and Albert Einstein. They had 
tested this theory that if uranium-235 was bombarded with neutrons, energy would be released. And indeed it was. They moved this experiment to the deserts of New Mexico, and on July 16, 1945, more than two and a half years later, uh, you'll see another photo there. Engineers were shocked. They were just shocked when the 10-inch the rails, uh, metal that was used to drop the first uh, nuclear device was immediately just vaporized. It was gone. Shooting debris seven miles into the air, and <clears throat> the heat was so intense that the surrounding sand was turned into glass. It was clear something ominous was taking place. The nuclear age was born. The elements melted. And it's so interesting that we have that phraseology and some scholars, some uh, people who are looking at the prophecies think that a nuclear fission is, is an example of of the elements melting away. I, I, don't, I don't know about all that, but, but we do know that the day of the Lord will be ominous too. It will be a judgment day. The elements will melt. Acts 2, 20 and 21 says, the sun will become dark and the moon will turn blood red before the great and glorious day of the Lord arrives. But everyone, who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And you know what? I, that's my hope. I, I pray that even, even in this time of COVID, that, that this will cause people to call on the name of the Lord, to, to be saved. Um, and I, I think God can use even terrible things for our good. I don't think he causes those terrible things, but I think he can use them, and he can use them for good. And so my prayer is that COVID would be, would be used for good so people would turn to the Lord. But this idea of Advent, that is his coming. And what his coming really means is salvation. For salvation for those who put their trust in him. Now, as far as I understand prophecy, Jesus could have come back in 1967 following Israel's six-day war. You'll see a photo here. Uh, and, and when Jerusalem was finally, once again, united and under Jewish control. Well, why didn't he come then? Let me tell you, if, if you are amongst those who didn't get saved until after 1967, and that's probably most of you viewing this today, let me tell you, he delayed for you. He delayed his coming so that you, too, might be saved. And although we want the Lord to come back so, so desperately, we must never forget what it would mean to those who have yet to discover him, to put their trust in him, to call upon him for salvation, to forgive their sins. Verse 11 tells us, since everything around us is going to be destroyed like this, what holy and godly lives you should live. 
looking forward to the day of God and hurrying it along. This, this whole di- idea of living a holy and godly life means that Advent is also not just about being saved, but about being sanctified. Sanctification means being set apart for a special purpose. Jesus came to save the world, but also to draw his people to him, to set them apart, to tell others about the good news. It goes on to say, on that day, he will set the heavens on fire and the elements will melt away in the flames. But we are looking forward to the new heaven and the new earth he has promised, a world filled with God's righteousness. You know, when I think about what it means to be holy and godly, I think those are good terms to describe what true Christians really are about. And and the word Christian, it has become so watered down. It's just a lukewarm word now. You know, we're a Christian nation. We're all Christians. I was born into a Christian family. What does it really mean to be a Christian? Well, certainly those who are truly following Christ would have a higher calling than, than just that. And sometimes we like to use the word believer. Believer is better, but only if we act like what we say, what the Bible says a believer is and a, what a believer does. Do we put our faith into action? Are we not just believing, but doing what we believe? Faith and works together. But I want to give you a better word. A better word today is the word godly. How godly are you? Now, that doesn't mean how Christian are you, how much do you go to church, how much are you becoming more and more each day like Christ? How Christ-like are you? Jesus came so that we could be saved. And so we could be God-like, Christ-like, and that we could be holy. Listen to what Peter says in 1 Peter 1.13. So think clearly and exercise self-control. Look forward to the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. So you must live as God's obedient children. Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then. But now, you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. So Advent is about salvation, but Advent is also about making you holy, sanctification. Verse 14 in our main text in 1 Peter 3 says this. So, and so, and so. This is very important. And so, that means therefore. So what do we do about this? He says, and so, dear friends. He's calling the church to act. While you are waiting for these things to happen, make every effort to be found living peaceful lives that are pure and blameless in his sight. You see, Advent brings peace. Now, we're not talking about the peace of the world. The peace that the world offers is is really just the absence of conflict. The peace that Jesus offers is 
uh, inner peace within your own self, even when the world is in conflict, in crisis, in COVID. So be found living peaceful lives. How do we do that? Well, it takes the work of the Holy Spirit connecting with our spirit so that we can look at the things around us and realize God's got this. It's going to be okay. I want that kind of peace. I want that kind of peace for you and your lives. I don't know how you're dealing with this. We're in the holidays. We've come through Thanksgiving, and now we're looking to Christmas, and it's, and it's, it's a tough time. It's tough to celebrate in the normal ways that we desire. But maybe God would use this to make us to desire him more than the things of this world. Well, how will you be found this Advent? Will you be stressed out in frustration because, because these two words that really don't go together are going together this year, Christmas and COVID. Wow, how do we practice peace in the midst of this storm? It's his peace. It's the peace that he gives us. The Bible tells us it's beyond our utmost understanding. That's what he wants you to have, that kind of peace in your life. And how do you get that? By putting your Trust in him that he he saves you now and he's got this. That he sanctifies you, that he sets you apart for a special purpose. And, and no matter what's going on around, you can fulfill the purpose of God to live that abundant life, to share the good news with others. And so let, let's go back to that. Therefore, what do we do about this? How do we apply this to our lives today? Well, some of these things I don't like very much. And the first one is, is one of those. Because what this passage tells us, what God wants us to do, is wait. Wait? It says, while you are waiting, be at peace. Practice personal peace. Simplify your life. Rest in the Lord. Be at peace. This is one year where it's easier to get alone and to isolate and not be running around to all kinds of holiday things. I miss those things. I love those things. But I'm having to focus on his presence and not all the other kinds of presence. So wait. Wait on the Lord. The second one is work. Make every effort to share his peace. I mean... We have a chance this year to give peace to those around us. Think about this. It might be work to do that with some of the people that you're around, but think about the ways that we can do this. If we're out and we have a chance to be around people, we got to work at extending peace. I love to do this with waitresses. I, you know, we don't have a lot of uh, wait staff these days because we're not able to go in restaurants and things. But, but sometimes we are able to eat outside, and and I, I want you to think about the wait staff and what they're going through and, and their income and all that. It, it's got to be tough. And I, I've told you before that I, li I like this idea. I don't know where I latched onto it, but I've, I'm I'm holding on to it because it's a good one. 
You see, when, when the wait staff come and they say, is there anything else that I can get you? I invariably like to come, well, world peace. And it's all so interesting, the answers that I get from that. Uh, wouldn't that be nice? Or, gee, I'm sorry, I can't do that for you. And I realize, you know, we got to work at it. But there is one who has given us peace. And it's beyond what the world can give. And he wants you to work at sharing that kind of peace with others. Now, who are those people? Clerks. If you see uh, sales clerks, you have a chance. Maybe uh, on phone calls, you're talking with people and you can just be gracious beyond yourself. You can give peace in the phone calls you make. Uh, giving peace to your family. If you're isolated, you're all together, give your family the peace of God. All that other stuff is great, but the peace of God is the best thing that you could give your family this Christmas. The peace. What about your neighbors? Uh, can you live in peace with your neighbors beyond what the world may offer? Can you be peaceful e even when their dog does business on your lawn? And can you be a good neighbor? Love your neighbor as yourself? What about your friends? They need the peace of God in their lives, and you can bring that to them. And especially those closest to you, your, your spouse. This is an opportunity to find ways to bring the peace of God into every relationship. So we wait. We work. And where do we do this? Well, where is the next word? Where? It says, be found living peaceful lives. It doesn't matter where you are. You can live a peaceful life. Because it's not a condition of your condition. It's unconditional. Live in his peace wherever you are. And, and whatever is going on around you. You can live in that kind of peace. The Word of God tells us so. And it doesn't matter where you are as long as Christ is with you. So bring him along. Peace is where you are when you have Christ in you. Bring peace wherever you go. And then one more word. Isn't it clever that these all start with W? Wait, work, wherever. And, and white. Live pure and blameless lives. Live pure and blameless in his sight. We are not living for other people. We're living for God. But when we live for God, it makes a difference in other people's lives. So we are to be godly. We are to be pure. We are to be Christ-like. We're to be holy. How do we do that? We practice His presence. We practice His peace. When you're stressed out, it's time to pray. If you are in a situation that's just overwhelming, back off, get away, flee from that, and find a place of peace, a place of rest, a place where you can touch His presence and He can touch your heart. There's one more verse in this passage in... 2 Peter 3, it says this. And remember, the Lord's patience 
gives people time to be saved. We have time. If COVID has given us anything, it's given us more time. Uh, a lot of people are spending more time at home alone, more time together as a family, more time, more opportunity to practice patience. And, and, to, and peace is certainly a part of that. But also we have the privilege of sharing the good news with others so they too might be saved. We have time to be saved. We have time to become holy. Give peace to everyone this Christmas. And they're probably going to give you some peace back. But peace is the thing that Jesus brings to us. He is the Prince of Peace. And He wants you to have that kind of peace in your life. So God bless you today. Peace be with you all. May I just pray for you? Lord, I just thank you this day for all of those who are viewing this message from your word about peace. And I pray for that peace for each one. Lord, especially for those who maybe don't know you as a personal Savior, as a Lord. I pray that even in this moment, they would pause and pray and ask you to reveal yourself to them, to be their Prince of Peace to trust you with their sin and forgive that sin so that they too may be saved. And so, Lord, I just pray for that. Lord, hear my prayer. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Forgive my sins. Help me to live for you. And Lord, for those who are our Christians, but, but maybe it's just been a struggle to follow you, I just pray that you would more and more reveal your very spirit and that you, as, as you tune in to us by your Holy Spirit, by your word, that, Lord, you would cause us to become more like you, to be holy, to be Christ-like, to be godly. And, Lord, I just pray that you would make it that so through our joining you in what you want to do in our lives. It is work. We sometimes have to wait. It, it doesn't really matter where we are, but, Lord, you can whiten us. You, you can purify us. You can make us holy. And we need you to do that. You are the only one who can. And so, Lord, this Christmas, this Advent season, we want to trust you to be our peace. And we want to be peace for others around us. Make it so, Lord Jesus, we pray in your wonderful name. Amen. Thank you for joining us today and I, I do hope that during this busy season you will have a chance to practice the peace of God in your life beyond anything you've ever done before, beyond even what you thought you could do. May God's Holy Spirit make it possible in you. Ask it. Work at it. It will happen. God bless you. And Merry Christmas.